the first chapter. If you haven't got a Bible with you, I'll put the verses on the screen. It'll be the NIV translation, New International Version today. We've got so many translations, which is great because it just gives different aspects and different um, viewpoints on the same issue when you read different translations of the scripture. It's a strength, not a weakness to have all these different translations. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your love for us at the start of this year, your belief in us at the start of this year. Father, we choose to believe in not just yourself, but you in us, Father. We choose to hear your word and not just hear it, but do what it says. We choose to apply it to our lives. We choose to let it go deep into our hearts until it's not head knowledge, but it's revelation that changes it on the inside. Father, we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, you know that I like a bit of amens and yeses when I speak because it's nice to know there's people out there, especially when your eyes are tired and you're struggling to see people. So it's nice to hear something this morning. I want to share under a strange title this morning called Becoming Pregnant with Purpose. Not becoming pregnant on purpose, but becoming pregnant with purpose. Say that with me, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with purpose. God wants us to be pregnant with his purpose. Not our own purpose, not our own things, but with his purpose. He wants that for us. He wants something of himself to be conceived on the inside of us and brought to full birth and full term in our lives. God doesn't want the seed that is placed in our lives to be aborted before it comes to fruition. As I was preparing last night, I I got this kind of strange analogy, but maybe it was because it was late at night, but maybe it was the Holy Spirit, I believe it was. Um, And I had sort of a a picture of a firework and a nuclear reactor. I've never seen a nuclear reactor up close. Thank God I don't really want to. But I got this picture of a nuclear power station in it, a nuclear reactor, and I got a picture of a firework. And I felt the Lord say to me and to his people, which one do you want to be? Well, nuclear, I don't want to be nuclear, you know. But actually, a nuclear reactor has great power, but is housed in such a way in which it's safe. And that nuclear power that's housed in such a way in that power station that's safe brings heat and light to many, many people. Whereas a firework, goes off, it looks good, you don't feel much heat unless you're real close, and it looks beautiful, it looks pretty, and it goes off, and for a few seconds you go, wow, what an amazing firework, but then there's nothing. And I believe that God wants us to build our lives so strongly around his power, build our lives so strongly around his presence, and put some foundation and some building blocks into our lives in the first half of this year, so that the power isn't like a firework, but it's like a nuclear reactor. That we don't just go off as a firework now and again, and it's nice and pretty, but doesn't really do much down the line, and doesn't really produce fruit that lasts. But actually, to be that constant 
Vroom, nuclear reactor, that constant power force, that constant sense of when people come near you, there's heat and there's light and there's stability and there's sustenance. God wants that for his people. Amen. So what I want to share with you is, is, is that seed of God, that power of God this morning being your purpose. Not your own power being your purpose, not your own desire being your purpose, but the power and the presence of God being your purpose. God's plan being your purpose. I want to share that this morning, that I want us to be pregnant with God's purposes and God's desires, not our own. Can you say amen to that? I really believe for some of us at the start of this year, we need to get some desire. You know, we need to find some desire and some passion for something. I'm hoping it's for God. But I really believe that God wants us to be filled with enthusiasm. To be filled with God himself. That is what it means to be filled with enthusiasm. I don't believe this is a year when those that have a half glass empty mentality will see what they want to see in terms of promise of God. But those who have decided to take up a passion and take up a desire for more of God, I believe it will be a fruitful year for you. Do you believe that? So I want to look at a story of two two ladies, diddly dee, two ladies who were very, very different, very different backgrounds, very different stages of life, but both of them became pregnant with purpose. And if you know your Bible, you'll know what I'm about to talk about. Luke chapter 1, verses 30 to 38. Let's read together. But the angel, this is Gabriel coming to Mary and telling her the news that she's going to give birth to Jesus. She's going to have Jesus conceived in her and give birth to Jesus, the Savior of the world. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel. Good question. Since I'm a virgin... The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is just such a powerful bit of scripture. And I just want to bring out a few points. If we are going to be pregnant with the purpose of God, if we're going to be taken up with the purpose of God this year, the purpose of God is the gospel to go forth, the church to be built, the kingdom to be extended. If we are going to find uh, the purpose of God for our own heart, our own life this year, then I first of all, I believe the answer is more of the Holy Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Not just being baptized in the Holy Spirit as a one-time experience, but craving and desiring for more of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. That we, we can't settle for just what we've received. There is so much more. There is so much more. Say it with me. There's so much more. And the Holy Spirit wants to fill us to overflow. So out of the overflow, we can touch and affect the people around us. 
It's interesting when this great promise came to Mary, she questioned and says, how will this be? She said, I'm still a virgin. What was she saying? I need a man. I need human resources to get this job done. I need, I need human ingenuity. I need human seed. I need human resource to get the job done. And the angel's response was, no, you need the Holy Spirit. That's what you need. To get this job done, to bring about salvation and deliverance for many, it won't be human ingenuity. It won't be human resource. It won't be human administration. It will be the administration and the power of the Holy Spirit that will be required in the church. Anybody agree with that? That's what's going to take. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the entire kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. It says that the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The entire way God operates is in the Holy Spirit. And if we're going to operate as His church, representing Him in the earth, we're going to have to start to operate out of the Holy Spirit, not as a firework occasionally going off and making a nice, beautiful um, vision, but actually as a nuclear reactor to build our lives strong in the Word, strong in faith, strong in inner healing, strong in life, and let that power flow from us to bring heat and light to many. God wants that for us this year. Anybody agree with that today? So the answer was the Holy Spirit. And then, as well as saying to Mary, the Holy Spirit's your answer, The angel testified, gave a testimony, said, look, your cousin, is it your cousin, who is an old lady, who many have said is barren, is is pregnant with a child. Have you noticed it says, "Who, who was said to be unable to conceive? Who said she was unable to conceive? They say. Have you noticed it's always, well, they say this, and they say that, and they say the other, and they say it can't be done, and they say it's never going to happen, and they say this. Who are they anyway? Who are these they? Well, the angel says, those they said this was impossible. But then the angel goes on to say, no word from God will ever fail. Another translation puts it this way. With man, this was impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Another translation puts it this way. With man this is impossible, but listen to this. With God in man, all things are possible. Can you see conceiving the Holy Spirit and the seed of God within you, all things are possible. What was Mary's response? This is the powerful bit because it took an agreement on the earth. Mary's response was not, well, I'm only 15, I've got so much to learn. My relatives will tell me I've got so much to learn. They say this can't be done. No, her response was, may your word be fulfilled. That is the response God is looking for from us simply. In the midst of difficult circumstances, don't you think that this young girl was about to go through some difficult circumstances? She was about to go to the man she loved and tell him before they got married, hey, I'm pregnant, but don't worry, it's by God. That's okay. This was going to be a challenge. It was going to be a challenge in her community. It was going to be a challenge with her husband-to-be. It was going to be a major, major challenge. And this is the point where God says, you're blessed. 
<gasps> but I'm in challenge. I'm in crisis. But God is calling me blessed. But if I then go away commentating on the crisis and the challenge, what will Joseph say? What will my mum say? What will my dad say? I may be stoned to death because they'll think I'm an adulteress. What will, what will happen? No, she didn't do any of that. She said, may your word be fulfilled to me. Amen. What an amazing woman of faith at 15 years old. What an amazing woman of faith. And I believe if, if Mary can do that, the Bible says that these characters... In the scripture, Mary, Elijah, they were men and women just like us with the same concerns and the same challenges and the same difficulties in life. But something within them saw something that was invisible and as they saw the invisible God, they started to do the impossible and they started to agree with what was impossible for man could be possible with God in them. And I believe this is the year, brothers and sisters, where God wants us wants us, desires us strongly to simply respond to say, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Let's read on a little bit. Luke 1, 39 to 45. At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Why didn't she greet Zachariah? There's a bit of a biblical quiz for you. He was dumb. He couldn't speak. He couldn't speak because the angel had shut his mouth because Zachariah wasn't believing the word of God like Mary did. So the angel shut his mouth to make sure he couldn't abort what God was conceiving in his wife through him and his wife together. Didn't want to abort that before it came fully birth, so he shut his mouth. Sometimes it's just good to, instead of pontificate about what we think we know, just shut our mouths and say, okay, God, let it be unto me according to your word. Full stop. End of story. It's interesting. Maybe this is a bit naughty. Maybe it's a bit cheeky. But when you read the first chapter of, of, of Luke... It's interesting, you know, these people are human beings. This is not a religious story that we get some deep meaning out. These were real people. It's it's interesting, it just chuckled me when I read it again and again over Christmas. It says that Zachariah got struck dumb, went out after a few days of service in the temple after a week. Then he went home, and after a few days, Elizabeth got pregnant. It made me laugh. Because I, I imagine that for the first time in a long time, Elizabeth felt listened to and not talked at. And therefore, she, 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 you know, she was happy to enjoy life with her husband. Amen? Because she was listened to. Sorry, some of you didn't like that joke very much. But, but these were real people. This lady felt listened to by her husband. And, and she got pregnant and she was in a place of peace because she didn't have this doubting Thomas speaking at her all the time. Oh, I bet this is not going out. No, it was peace in a home. Right. Wow. In that place of peace, there was creativity. Right. It says about Solomon's reign, which was a reign of peace. When peace came into Israel, it was a time of much creativity. When peace comes into a church community... When the crisis and the storms start, start to abate and start to go away and start to settle, it can be a time of creativity. Until then, it's just moving from crisis to crisis. But I believe this year could be, if we set our face towards the Lord and not towards men, this year can be a year of great peace for us Amen. and a great year of creativity. Amen? Amen. 
just going to pick up a few more things in this about being pregnant with purpose. Have you noticed that when Mary got the news that she was going to be pregnant and it was con- the Holy Spirit conceived Jesus in her, she would have probably, we don't, we don't see the conversation in the scripture, but she would have probably gone to Joseph and told him. Joseph then we know from the scriptures dealing with this, you know. What do I do about this? Should I just put Mary away quietly and cancel the marriage and so on? And the Lord deals with, the Lord deals with Joseph wonderfully if you read the scripture. So Mary did what she did. She was open, honest and vulnerable with Joseph. But then she left Joseph, she left the household and she went to the hill country of Judea. She went far away. She went to a place where she knew she would be accepted. She went to a people where she knew she would be accepted because she needed that at that moment. She didn't need questioning. She didn't need accusation. She needed peace and she needed acceptance. I want us to be a place as a church where we can receive peace and acceptance. Not that we let people get away with murder. That is not biblical and that is not right and it's not the heart of God. But I believe that we're to be a place where if people want to receive peace, they find peace amongst us. They find acceptance amongst us. And it's interesting, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. If you and I are going to see the purpose of God fulfilled in us, the things that he's called us to do before the foundation of the earth, we need to get around people that make us leap on the inside. Not people who pull us down. Not people who tell negative stuff about other people to you so you pull yourself down and the people that you're hearing that stuff from. That stuff has got to change now in 2016. We've got to find people in our community, outside our community, we've got to find people that when you're with them and when you start to speak about the things of God, there's a leap on the inside. There's not a sense of moaning and groaning and, 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 and all sorts of misery and if you knew what this person did to me. All this sort of rubbish it has to go because we've got to be in a position where we're focused on Jesus and we have to be in a position where we can leap on the inside when we're around people. Amen. I want that to be the case with each one of us. That when people are around us, it's not that we ignore stuff that needs to be tackled and dealt with, because that's just immaturity. But when people are around you, there's a sense of leaping on the inside. They go away from you being pregnant with the purpose of God. They go away from you feeling passionate for the things of God, not down and sad and depressed. Amen? I believe that's what God wants. Though instead of being pregnant with somebody else's toxic word about you or about somebody else, this year be pregnant with the word of life. Be pregnant with the word of life this year. Be pregnant with the word of love this year. Because I believe this, that in the scripture it's clear that dirty water and clean water don't come out of the same system. And you have been made clean because of the word that's been spoken to you. And therefore, let the life and the love and the grace of God flow from us this year to those around us. Does it mean that we can never say if we're having a bad day? Of course you can. God wants you to be real. But in the midst of being real about having a good day, you know what real means? Another word for real? In fact, Elaine quoted it this morning. Real means truth. What is real is what is true. 
So just because I feel down and I feel got at and I feel depressed, that is one truth. But the higher form of truth is that I've been raised to be seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I, greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And if I get hold of that higher truth, it can change this fact, can't it? And the emotions that I'm in currently. And we need to get around people that will do that for us. You may say, oh, Jeff, that's just, it's just religious. It's just super spiritual. That's fine. I can tell you're not the kind of person that's going to make me leap on the inside. That's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but there will be people that will make you leap on the inside. Amen? Amen? Find those people. And I believe many of them are in this room. Amen? The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she explained... And a loud voice, so everybody in the neighborhood could hear. All the nosy neighbors, all the town gossips could hear. Blessed are you! Why is she blessed? She's only 15. And if you look closely, she looks a bit pregnant to me. You see, think about this moment. An old lady, pregnant five months, a young girl, 15, in a village that nobody cares about, Nobody thinks he's gonna, anything going to come out of this village is any good. It's a hill country in Judea. It's nothing special. And yet these two women are leaping on the inside and speaking eternal purpose into being by their agreement. Yes. You may look at your circumstance this day as you cross over into 2016 and say, what on earth is good in my life? What can come of this mess? But start to speak the creative life and word of God over your circumstance. Find others that will agree with that and speak it forth. And, and see the eternal purpose of God come to fruition this year in your life. Amen. It will happen. It will happen. Just as it happened for this old lady and this young lady. They were both pregnant with purpose but... What was in them was not going to be aborted. What was in them was not going to be miscarried because they decided to agree together and dream together and purpose together that what was growing on the inside of them was here to deliver the whole world. What God has placed on the inside of you and me is here to deliver the whole world. Do you understand that? It's here to deliver the whole world. Some of us have caught it in some ways. Some of us, oh, well... But I believe God wants each one of us to catch that. That what God has begun in you is a good work, a glorious work that he will complete. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So this constant encouragement of this young lady, 15 years old, this old lady who was pregnant five months, never thought she would be pregnant, but she's, she's encouraging and lifting up and honoring this young lady, 15 years old. This is church, brothers and sisters. Two people. It's not this old lady saying, right, young lady, I'll teach you a thing or two about life and about God and about spiritual reality. No. It's an old lady with all her experience, because she was a godly lady, encouraging and lifting up a young lady into all that she has in God. And this young lady, not coming to Elizabeth and saying, well, I don't need to hear from you. I know it all. I know it all. I don't need to take advice. No, she came to Elizabeth for counsel and encouragement. And can you see this multi-generational 
leaping on the inside encouragement that I believe the church of Jesus Christ is represented in these two ladies. Because being pregnant with purpose means you've got to find people to run with. It won't happen on your own. It won't happen in isolation. It will happen when you find people that when you meet them, you leap on the inside. Amen? And Elizabeth finishes her statement loud and proud before men and women. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promise to her. You see, we often think of blessing being stuff. If I was richer, I would be blessed. If I had this, I would be blessed. If I had this situation, I would be blessed. If I had a home like this, a car like this, I'd be blessed. Some of us, maybe religiously, if I had nothing, I'd be blessed. If I sat on a spike, I'd be blessed. Both are wrong mentalities, okay? I'll tell you when you're blessed. When you believe. When the moment belief is conceived within you. Belief in God, belief in all he is, belief in Christ. That's when you're happy. Because blessed means happy. That's when you're blessed. That is when you are truly blessed. When you believe and you see on the inside, even if it's not on the outside, even if there's no sign in the natural, you see on the inside, you're blessed. And when you've seen it on the inside, you'll know it's just a matter of time before you see it on the outside. Stand with me, would you? Just close your eyes in this presence. We know from the parable of the sower that a percentage of people in a room will, will receive the word that's been given. And 75% of people won't receive it for various reasons. Their own reasons, because God has given us free will. But my prayer is that 25% this morning that will receive the word, and it won't be taken away from them, and it will produce good fruit in them. I pray that that fruit will be seen this year in the name of Jesus. I want to just read something to you. I want you to just imagine these words in your mind as I'm reading to you uh, these things, and then we're going to pray together again. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused the witchcraft, the sexual immorality, the hedonism of Egypt. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded, dis- he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing Satan's anger. He he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. If we're going to be pregnant with purpose and bring to full term this year, be creative this year in all that God wants for us supernaturally, We've got to see him who is invisible. See him in his word. See him in time spent with him. See him when we gather together. See him through each other. Do you see him who is invisible? I want to close by reading something from a man that I greatly respected. Just listen to these words. The world and the future 
belong to those who understand that they are born into something already unfolding. Something greater than themselves, but something in which they have a significant part to play. This is not a parochial view of those trapped in limited vision. They work inside the contact of a cosmic view of life, constantly seeing the immediate in the light of the ultimate. By their faith, they keep pushing out the boundaries of life, not allowing themselves to be trapped by the success of their previous achievements. They have learned to distinguish between the temporal and the eternal, never allowing the latter to be jeopardized by the former. They have been careful in their choice of relationship to be sure it is with those who share a common vision and destiny. They don't run with those who will trap them into the smallness of the world of fading dreams and mean hopes, but rather they run with those who challenge them to greater things, whose faith and zeal are as ironing sharpen, as iron sharpen iron. In pressing on, they know what to forget and what to remember, what to leave behind and what to carry forward. I am convinced in reading the scriptures that preceding the return of Jesus Christ, such a generation of committed Christians will emerge. It is these people who will provide the line of faith for Christ's re-entry into this time-space world. It is the generation, this generation's response in obedience of faith to the radical nature of the gospel that will cause the world to re-examine itself and seek after God. It is this generation that will hasten the day of His coming. Let's not project what I am saying to the future. Ours is the opportunity and privilege of rising in faith to this call now. We can be that people that collectively rejects the compromised, neutralized lifestyle of a mediocre Christianity and instead becomes a people of burning hearts, passionately advancing the kingdom of God across the earth. Don't pitter-patter that. Let it be a response in your heart. Let it be an amen from the heart that you want to give your life to something greater than you are currently doing. I believe the Holy Spirit has brought us to this point. And with every eye closed right now, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ this morning, and you want to find that passion again for him. Or if you've never given your life to the Lord. And you want to get born again this morning. And, re- and completely start on that journey of transformation. Receiving the Father's love for you. Healed up on the inside. Being immersed in the Holy Spirit. Being encouraged by the word of God. Being baptized and immersed into the fellowship of believers. And this is your moment right now. So two things, very, very clearly, and I want you to do business with God right now. Every single person in this room, close your eyes and do business with the Father right now. If you want to rededicate your life, you know that your, your heart has become cold, as um, Carolyn said in the song this morning, that you just want Him to soften your heart this morning. You want to rededicate your life. You want to rededicate yourself to God. We only have one life to lead. This is not a dress rehearsal. What you do now matters for eternity. It really does. And therefore, this morning, I'm giving you the opportunity before the Father to rededicate your life or to give your life to Him for the first time. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to walk to the front as your own statement before men that you want this life. You want a life that counts 
for eternity. You want a life that counts for eternity and you're willing to count the cost. Come forward if that's you right now.